it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Hello and welcome back to Sales with Sully. Hi, I'm Scott Sullivan and I'll be your host, carrying us through the next 30 minutes as we talk about all the things you need to know as a professional salesperson. We answer your questions every single week right here on Inspired News Radio on a show called Sales with Sully. All you have to do is go to at Sales with Sully on all the social media platforms. We're, of course, on Facebook on Twitter, and now on Instagram. And I want to say, first of all, thank you to all of my listeners out there that just every single week make my life so much easier by putting posts and comments and questions and all kinds of great things that are are going on um, on social media. And I really appreciate all of the comments and feedback that I get from, from all my listeners, both positive and some of it uh, not as positive. We can always disagree. I love it. I love getting into a little bit of a of a uh, give and take back and forth what worked for you what worked for me and and the best thing about it is everyone gets to benefit from both sides because they get to hear and see both sides of of the coin and they get to take whatever works for them internalize it and makes them a better sales professional every single week right here on inspired news radio thank you so much for listening i really really do appreciate it like i say every week i couldn't do what I do if it weren't for you. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's talk about what we're doing here this week. We are in part two of a five-part series. Last week, we talked about the definition of success. We talked about defining what what success means to you. Simon Sinek put it really well when he said, what's your why? First, ask why. What's the why that you have? Why do you get up in the morning? Is it your kids? Is it you know, your, your wife, your significant other, uh, your husband? You know, who, what is it that drives you, that makes you want to be better and makes you actually want to get up and trade your, your time and effort for what we call money, cash? So those are the things that uh, we talked about last week. We talked about let's define what success is, and it's defined um, differently by each person. You know, some people have in their own mind. We talked about the fact that cash is not always uh, the definition of success. It is a easy, simple yardstick by which we're measured, but that's probably not you know the the actual barometer having a lot of cash having a lot of income isn't necessarily the definition of success it's what that cash or what that income brings you having financial freedom having having choices those are all the underlying whys and i encourage you to go back to last week's episode and listen to sales with sully it's called defining success part 1 of a five part series And today we're going to continue on with that part two, and today we're going to be talking about your success team, the success team, and that is really important because 
no man is an island as a uh, famous author once said we all live in a community we're all part of and interconnected remember when you were a kid and your your mom used to say things like you know well your actions have consequences anything you do affects everybody else well she was right <laughs> what you do does affect other folks within your sphere so if you are wildly successful then there's an opportunity to pass on that success if you have a success team then a whole lot of hands make the light the load a lot lighter is also another famous quote when they say you know lots of hands make the the load lighter because obviously if you have more people lifting it you know well, i don't need to explain that to you you got it so let's talk a little bit about the success team what is a success team and why do you need one so there's two ways that you need to approach this uh, in my opinion there's two ways to approach it first you have to look at what is it that you actually do as a sales professional and what are the things that fall outside of your purview and i also want you to think about this there was an ancient uh, medieval weapon called a mace and a mace is a round ball with a chain attached to a stick and that ball usually had these big spikes on it and those spikes were you know used they would you would swing the stick around your head and then and hit something with the ball and those spikes would you know penetrate through armor and and hurt your enemy so the mace is a is a analogy that i use i use that ball the world the world meaning you know just everybody from your high school counselor to your coach to your college counselors to well, pretty much everybody throughout your life has probably said things like and you've probably heard this well you need to be well-rounded you need to you know be a member of the chess club and you also need to be the quarterback of the football team and you probably ought to you know also be in the av club and you know on speech and debate and those kind of things because they want you to the world wants you to be well-rounded they need you to, to do things you know a little a little bit you need to be pretty good at a lot of things you know they there's an old saying that says i'm a jack of all trades and master of none which means you know i don't do anything really really well but i do a lot of things you know okay well I'm not exactly sure I agree with that. I believe that the that you should be a mace and each one of those spikes, if you will, now follow with me here, if you will, each one of those spikes is a talent or a skill or an expertise, if you will. So if you are, let's say, an exceptional closer, you just really, really know how to, you know, wrap up the sale and get the 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 client or the prospect to agree with you and to walk through the process with you and get to a closing document and you're able to just push that document across the table and say just sign here and write me a check for a half a million dollars if you are that exceptional closer then you know that becomes one of those spikes what if on the other side of the coin though you are absolutely horrible at building rapport you can't get in there and network you can't actually get that you can't build that client and warm them up and and entice them to be you know part of the community part of the family part of the you know the they, they can't buy in because you just don't have that skill right so you're you're in that that position where 
wow, you could close them, but you have to get them to a certain point first. That's where I like to say the power of 1 plus 1 equals 11, not 2. Now, why do I mean that? If you take the most powerful networker and rapport builder and lead generator and you put them with the most powerful sales presentation and closer, you're going to get a whole lot more closed sales than you are if either one of these those people try to do it all themselves. And here's my analogy. You take a uh, absolute stellar athlete, somebody that is just, you know, you know Michael Jordan type of level somebody that stands at the free throw line and can you know do 300 of those and make 250 of them every single time you know when they when they're standing at the free throw line just practicing you have that level of skill already inherent and you give Michael Jordan the same amount of training that you give me when it comes to basketball and then you wonder why he's a hundred percent better because he already has the underlying talent or skill and then when you add training and you add uh, conditioning and persistence and we could be doing exactly the same training we could be doing the exact same uh, conditioning everything about it but yet because of that underlying skill or talent everything that you receive as far as training or conditioning becomes wildly amplified and you end up with a michael jordan versus a sales with sully so what happens is is that you you take those talents and those skills those spikes on the mace and you extend them into very very long tall spikes because the areas in between the spikes are places where you are you don't have a lot of skill set maybe uh, there was a very famous quote uh, I think it was Albert Einstein I don't quote me on this somebody look it up for me and tell me uh, I think it was Albert Einstein that said if you grade a fish by how well he can climb a tree then he's gonna always fail and the reason that I use that analogy, the reason I'm using that quote is because if you are an absolute stellar closer, but the phone weighs 500 pounds, or you just absolutely cringe when you go into a networking event, or, or you just can't bring yourself to, to get through that process of, of getting leads, then you've got a real problem because you can't be everything to everybody. And in today's world, in the sales world that we live in today, we are data entry, we carry around our computers and our 100 pounds of gear, we are uh, data entry, as I said, then we're also, you know, lead generation and lead generation and uh, ad administrative services, we're closers, we're follow-up, we're implementation, you know, we do everything. We're, we've become these, these silos of, you know, skill set. And then the boss wonders why all of a sudden productivity goes down because he's got a whole bunch, he or she have a whole bunch of people out there that are really, really good at one or two or maybe even three of the skill sets they need, but they're woefully lacking in the other ones. And then you end up with you know, teams that have massive pipelines full of leads, but they can't close anything and they wonder why. Because 
that person isn't a closer. And then you see other people in the, on the team that have, you know, a hundred percent closing ratio, but they're only closing one deal a month because it just can't get any leads. Hello, maybe we should put those two people together. <laughs> maybe maybe Sally should generate the leads and Sam should do the closings, and together it's one plus one equals eleven and not two. So that's one aspect of a sales team. Now I want to talk about I I wanted to talk about that because that is part of a success team. So if you you can be Working for a large corporation, you can be a uh, manager or an administrator, and you can be looking at how are the people put together. Now, there are also things you can do that are out there from the science standpoint. You can do the the disc test, or you can do the Briggs Meyer, you know, the Myers Briggs tests, or you can do personality testing, and there's all kinds of tools out there that you can use to help identify some of these talents or skills the best way that i have found and i'm gonna i'm talking to all my sales managers right now the best way is just get to know your people find out what they're passionate about there's a very common phrase that i use all the time that says if you set yourself on fire somebody's going to come and watch so be passionate about what you do and if you are passionate about it there are you are going to draw an audience and it doesn't matter uh, you know how passionate you are and it doesn't matter how much you set yourself on fire people are going to actually come and watch and the more you do it the more likelihood you're going to have a larger crowd so the best part about it is interview and talk to and get to know your team understand what makes them tick understand what drives them and gives them passion and find out what their why is find out what gets them up in the morning and puts their feet on the ground and makes things exciting for them the more you do that and of course in a professional way but the more you do that the clearer you're going to be on what it is that drives them in the right direction it's going to be absolutely uh, a game changer for you as a sales manager when you start pairing people together. And maybe it's an, a combination of inside versus outside sales. Maybe it's a combination of you know sales teams where one person brings it to a certain level and then hands it off, you know, does a warm handoff to the next person because that person is a, as we quote unquote, a farmer rather than a hunter. Maybe you need a combination of the, the hunter to go out and and drag in the prey but you need the farmer then to cut it up and disseminate it across the entire you know community so that you have both you know hunters and farmers and and gatherers so and, and those are all you know sales you know, that sales nomenclature that i'm sure everyone here has heard or talked about or or has been exposed to over the over the last few years now let's talk about the success team on the other side of the coin and what do you mean scott well what i mean is is let's say you are now your own your own person your own entrepreneur maybe you are a contract salesperson that is 1099 and you are looking at how do I maximize the amount of income that I make and what are the things that I can do? So then you have to really take a very, very hard look at 
what does your day look like? How many hours of selling do you have? How are you going to prioritize those hours? Now, this is a totally different concept. There are going to be a lot of people out there that are going to just jump in and disagree with me wholeheartedly. But I and that's fine. And we can have that conversation, but I'm going to I am here to tell you is I am living proof, living walking talking proof that it works. And here's what I mean. If you are basically the CEO of your own destiny, you have a opportunity to sell something on straight commission. So one of three things has to happen, or, or multiples of these three things have to happen. One, you are going to have a limited amount of time where you can actually have a conversation with, or a discussion with, or attention from a client or a prospect. And that's usually between like 8 in the morning and 7, 6.30, 7, 8 o'clock at night. So you have like a 12-hour window and then you're also going to see some of that trim off on first thing Monday mornings and late on Friday afternoons, depending on you know the type of business and who they are. And, and we can segment this out a million different ways. But generally speaking, you can then you know, carve out some portion of the day and say, this is the opportunity that I have to actually physically talk to or spend time with or you know, make a sales pitch to this group of people. That becomes your your absolute target market. That becomes the time when you have to be laser focused and know how to prioritize your time. Because if your prime selling time that you determine is ten o'clock on a Tuesday and you're working on sales reports, you know, on an Excel spreadsheet in your office by yourself, then chances are you're not maximizing the amount of income that you're making. This is where a sales team comes in to play. Anything that doesn't directly make you revenue, then you have the opportunity to outsource it. I'm going to say that again. If it doesn't have the direct, if there is not a direct way to make revenue from the action that you're about to take, then you should consider outsourcing it. And this is my philosophy. Get a virtual assistant. Find somebody that can help you be successful. The very first thing you do is find somebody who can support you in the things that you need done. If you're in the middle of a sales day and you know you have a limited number of hours to reach a a specific amount of people. Let's say you have a phone list of 100 people that you need to talk to. Can you make 100 phone calls in one day? Well, I guess you could maybe if you had talked very fast and you got a lot of left messages or a lot of hangups or a lot of, you know, no shows or no answers. So you possibly could, but that's probably going to be several days worth of work. Now, what would it take then if every time that you had a conversation that you had to stop and take 15 minutes and then type in the notes and the information and all the stuff that goes along with that so there's a way to automate that process you can either a you know find some software that actually automates that and i can you know if you ever wanted to know we can have that as a separate conversation and i can list you three or four or five different types of software that automate that information right into a crm or you could have a virtual assistant that you are making notes on a pad and then each time that you have a conversation you write the information down while you're talking to the client and then you tear that piece of paper off and put it give it to your virtual assistant uh, and they put you know put that information into your CRM 
And or you could actually even go a step further and set have your virtual assistant set up appointments so that you know the person is actually going to show up and you can do that over a conference call line and now you can actually record those calls and put them into the archives so that you can have full notes and you can have them very easily transcribed by a, another software service and have those transcriptions stuck right into your CRM. So you see a sales team can consist of live human beings and software and other parts and pieces. But now let's go the next step further. What does the rest of your sales team look like? Should you have an attorney? Maybe if you need one for legal contracts and things that you're doing in your own uh, in your own business, then you should have an attorney. It doesn't have to be somebody you're paying on retainer. It just needs to be somebody that you have access to. So interview some attorneys, find out which one's the best, put somebody in the in the pool, and say, okay, you're part of my team now. I know I can go to you for when I have a legal question. It's already done. You've already found the person. You've got the agreement with them. You know how much they're going to cost. Do the same with a bookkeeper. Do the same with your accountant or your uh, bookkeeper when it comes to taxes. Do the same with your virtual assistant. Do the same with you know all the things in your life. Maybe you need a graphic artist because you do a lot of presentations. Maybe you need a videographer. Those are all people that are part of your sales team and your success team. Those are people that are going to help you be successful. So that is why I think that every single human being needs a success team. Whether you're, you know, in the the sales and marketing business of hard goods or if you're doing services, there are a lot of things that you could outsource for a small fee. Now, only way the only way outsourcing them pays for you is if you then maximize that time and go generate more revenue. Don't be outsourcing your your work to your virtual assistant so that you can go play video games or you know maybe spend the rest of the day on the golf course. If it's prime selling time, then you need to be outsourcing those that work and then maximizing that prime selling time by doing the things that generate revenue. So I want to go back to the comment I made before, and that is if you can do it and it generates revenue, then you should be doing it at the prime time and not hiding behind all the other things that are done. Like, for instance, maybe you should, you don't be answering emails until a certain time every day. Maybe the best time to make your phone calls is between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and you do it consistently every day and you don't even look at your email or your social media or your Facebook or anything else until at least 11 o'clock every day. And then you do it you know, maybe while you're having lunch and then killing two birds with one stone. That is why a success team works. That is why everyone needs one. I hope that this has been informative for you today. This is uh, something that I'm super passionate about. It's part two of a five-part series, all dealing with success. Last week, we defined success, and this week, we talked about the team around you that builds success. Whether you're working for a corporation, whether you are the sales manager for a corporation, or maybe you're running your own sales organization, and you are an independent contractor for other companies, there are ways to build success teams around you. I look forward to your comments. I look forward to hearing more about how you have implemented your success team around you 
you and the things that you have done. One of the things I say to my team all the time, if I'm getting your expense report uh, on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock, then you and I probably have to have a conversation because if that's prime selling time, I need you to be on the phone talking to a client or I need you to be in front of a client having a conversation, building rapport and ex- extending that relationship because that's why people buy from the from people they know, like, and trust. And in order to build that trust, in order to have that success, I have a team around me that just every single week helps me be wildly successful. I couldn't do what I do and I say this all the time, I couldn't do what I do without you, meaning the listeners here at the radio station, but I could not do what I do without my success team. I have all of those components that we talked about around me. I have uh, virtual assistants. I have a couple of them, actually. And then I also have my attorney, my bookkeeper, all the people around me that help me be successful. And I try really, really hard to, to you know, uh, practice what I preach and only work during the the time, the hours that are absolutely productive, uh, doing things that generate revenue. And the productive hours that I work are making phone calls and seeing customers, having those conversations during prime hours, and then everything, including this broadcast, I do uh, at times when you can't be on the phone actually talking with a client. Sometimes I do my other show, as you know, Mind Your Own Business, and it's an interview show, and I do need to do that during prime business hours because sometimes I have to have guests that can't work in the afternoon or evenings or mornings, and sometimes to be a guest, I have to do that. But that's still revenue generating for me. Anyway, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Sales with Sully. I hope that you will come back next week, be a uh, subscriber. Go to Apple to Apple iTunes right now in your podcast section and find Mind Your Own Business and Sales with Sully, and please subscribe to both. And you can always find more information right here on Inspired News Radio. Until next week, keep those cards and letters coming, as they say. Get out there on Twitter and on Facebook, and now, of course, course on instagram at sales with sully give me your thoughts give me your uh, ideas tell me things that you want to talk about and if you uh, have success stories share a few that would be great and if you disagree vehemently with some things that i've said then that would be the place to air those too because i love having those spirited conversations with my listeners from all over the world and i always learn from you i never stop learning about the things that make us better sales professionals so until next week this is sales with sully saying get out there and sell something you've been listening to sales with sully on inspirednewsradio.com We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.